Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. How's everything going? Going good, going good. Oh, good. Uh, nothing new. I, I started the 52 hike challenge uh, at the beginning of the year. Oh, ah, okay. Um, and thus far, at time of recording, I'm two for two. Nice. So that's pretty good. We're trying to go every Sunday is going to be the goal. And we have a bunch every of... Sunday. Yeah, hiking and camping. Uh, trips planned for the year. Uh, got anything you have uh, coming up? Uh, well, I told you about the turkey thing. Uh, mm. I might, I might go to Trinidad in February too. I forgot to say that. <laughs> What's in Trinidad? Well, I have family there. And, okay. You know, carnival's coming up, so I don't know yet. All these things are speculative, but I was hoping to do that this year. You know, just travel more and stuff because I'm getting older, you know? That's true. And as older, um, also tends to be more affordable to go do those things because... Uh, yes, because when you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. That's right. Nobody's going to tell you not to do it. Exactly. Um, sorry, I don't have a ton, ton to report. It's still early days well, of the you know, Dis Disney's back in... Uh, Bob Iger's hands, I guess, for two years. Yeah. Who cares? Who well, cares? All that stuff well, is like know, pretty meaningless. This is big, well, this is big. This is big news. I feel like into the corporate world and stuff because Disney was obviously losing money. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm sure they're suffering. Please, a moment of silence for all the billions that they're losing. He might. He was considering selling it to Apple. Disney. I love. Uh, that's going to send me down a very um, heated political side of myself that I'm not necessarily sure this uh, podcast wants to hear about. If Disney goes to Apple? it uh, Yeah. My um, antitrust and anti-monopoly opinions. Oh, yes. And what bullshit capitalism is and how this is the pinnacle of it and this is what happens when you leave it unchecked. This is what goes on. What companies just buy and sell each other? Until there's only one. Well, there's only well, one. To be fair, Apple is a trillion dollar company. So yeah, that's the problem. You don't see that being well, the problem. <laughs> you can't tell people to stop buying Apple. Everybody, ha well, not everybody. I mean, pretty much everyone has an Apple product. No, but you can stop Apple from purchasing. Disney. You can stop Disney from purchasing Fox. You can stop a monopoly from happening. Well, they didn't purchase Fox. They just purchased their entertainment rights. Doesn't Fox matter. They shouldn't have been able to do it. In a world where where Disney gets into a fight with Sony and Sony is the little guy, <laughs> that's a fucking problem. Well, those are entertainment there's entertainment properties, man. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because it comes down to you. It trickles down to you and how much you have to pay for those services because you can't go elsewhere. It does. It does. It's it, and it's not just in entertainment. It's in in real estate. It's in big box stores buying each other up and out, and it's in electronics being bought and sold so you only have two options available to you it it affects everything 
and it comes down to how much you get charged for it. Your glasses that you're wearing, whether they say Prada on the side or they say Walmart on the side, cost about 10 cents and they're all made from the same company, Luxottica. All yeah, and that's whole, but that's, all, that's wholesale prices though. Uh, it costs the same whether you paid $50 for your frame or $350 for your frame. No, I understand, but it's out of the same machine, out of the same child's hands. At the same time, people want to make money. I look, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Capitalism is messed up. It's wrong. It's wrong. And everybody, you cannot at me about it because I will not hear it. There's no, uh, listen to both sides. No. Nay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Nay. Socialism is the way forward, and we will get there. Maybe not in my lifetime, but I do believe we will get there. It's weird, because the NFL has a form of socialism. And oh, wait, so you want to continue to play even though a player had a heart attack on the field? <sighs> that's a whole separate issue. That's that's a, yeah that's a that's a totally different conversation. That's not a capitalism, although it is. You can make the case that it is because the ownership want, is so desperate for every nickel that they can squeeze out of the fans that they don't care if somebody drops dead on the field. You pick up the ball and keep playing because people are disposable. Well, that's why there's a commissioner and there's a there's a committee that decides this stuff. Well, that's why there's a union, and that is a socialist and, yeah, practice. Union. Yes, to look at to keep people from being overly abused and what's going on with your with uh carlos correa man like what's going on what, what's what's his injury like we don't know what it is oh i don't know like, what's the problem he stubbed his taint they're, they're saying like they're saying like it's an ankle thing now my ankle hurts what a coincidence well that's what that's what they're saying so i don't know give me I mean, a million dollars for an ankle ankle injury. i mean look I like Steve Cohen, but he's trying to he's trying to buy a video game team. That's what he's trying to do. You can't buy lightning in a bottle. That's what he's trying to do. And it you can buy all the talent you want, but if it just sometimes it's just not it's not the way. No, what you need to do, you need to, to get rid of Buck Showalter. Because Showalter is can only take you so far. You can't take it to the World Series. He's never going to a World Series. I don't think the Mets are going to the World Series this year, or any other year for that matter. They could have gone last year. They couldn't have, obviously, because... Well, well they I gotta say, I don't like the no one-game playoff thing. I don't like that if it's a tie, um, the team with the better record against each other gets to win the division. No, sir. No, thank you. No, I like I like the 1995 wild card, where it's like you're a wild card team, you play five games, and then you move on. I'll tell you this: I don't even like the wild card. No, I know you, you like you like the best team in the e- in the East, best team in the West. They play a championship series. The end. To, yeah. Best teams get to play. I don't want to watch a third-rate team luck their way into winning the World Series. That is very uninteresting. But then you'll get no one watching. Nobody watches now. People what they watch now. Real, no, they don't. What they fail, what they're pulling all like wrong lessons out of everything. They think if they make the playoffs longer, more people will watch. They want to make the game faster. So they're putting timers on the pitchers to make sure that they keep pitching to speed up the game. But they want a jillion home runs. And that makes the game six hours long and boring is all get out. You yeah. want a pitcher's duel and you want to leave 
a casual fan behind because a casual fan might buy an extra cheeseburger or might buy a jersey, but a diehard fan will buy season tickets and a diehard fan will spend more money on a more expensive jersey. they just so short-sighted. If they really want to make a lot of profits, then they should leave the casual fan behind. They'll show up regardless because they don't care one way or the other. They want to go with their new boyfriend. They want to go because the family's going. They just don't. They just don't care. Stop catering to them. Well, they're the ones that's spending the money. That's why you're not. Them. They think they are, but they're not the ones spending the money. Because me, a Met fan, will be happy to spend, let's say, two hundred dollars on a Scherzer jersey or Verlander jersey. But a, is a casual fan going to dump two hundred dollars on a jersey? Or are they going to buy a clearance rack pink jersey that still says a, David Wright on the back? A, <laughs> a, a casual celebrity fan might, and that's what you want to attract. Then they're no, back on the wrong thing. You want to attract celebrities because I'm sorry, celebrities spend money. Well, you the Mets are not going to attract celebrities. The Yankees are because the Yankees are big and sexy, and that's it. People I'll like the one thing. If the Mets go to the World Series, you're going to see more celebrities at the game. You'll see Billy Joel make another cameo and sing in the, the American <laughs> anthem or whatever. <laughs> well, Jerry Seinfeld. Well, that would be terrific. But it's just not, not how it is. It's just not how it is anymore. And if they want to live in these old-timey ways and they want their big home runs, then they should look at a different game. It's just not the way. Big home runs is like watching somebody in soccer like count down the clock. Just boring. Tapping a ball around, being like, eh. Don't get me started on soccer. I love soccer. Anyway. So do I. We got to stay focused here because we watched Stargate SG-1, and they don't play baseball in that one, and they don't really have a capitalism situation going on. <laughs> no, they play, they play golf and go fishing. That's what they do. <laughs> uh, we watched... Episode 10 of Season 6, Cure. Not The Cure, just Cure. 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 And it opens off-world, and there's some locals that are excited to meet some aliens, because they just discovered their Stargate, presumably. And uh, they're like, howdy, folks. We're SG-1. And they start talking about trading, and they have a miracle cure called Tritonin, where people yeah. just don't get sick, and it presumably don't die. Yeah, they, I always like those elements of Stargate, where it's like people, they discover a new civilization, or someone experiences the Stargate for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love that, those little things. Um, Teal'c and Jonas are walking around, um, and they meet a lady. Uh, Sam and Jack give addresses to safe worlds in exchange for testing the Tritonin to see if it works with their physiology their military guy is insistent on a list of gould homeworlds that jack and jack's like that's weird why why would what you want gould homeworlds that's weird what are you gonna do show up with a pile of rocks it's odd it's very <laughs> odd of you to do that a board with a nail in it yeah you know like he's like hmm, odd. um the lady is trying to pass a message on um to Jonas. Her name's Zena. I wrote that down. Uh, Jonas goes back to visit Zena, and now she has nothing to say. She's like, no, don't know what you mean. Uh, don't even know you. Goodbye. So yeah. someone got to her to make sure that, like, she's not 
being a spy or doing any uh, dastardly things with the new visitors. Um, Jonas pops into a tent, Zena's tent even, and looks for books and stuff. Like he's um, just going to spy on her. Yeah. Something about Jonas being a little spy. The whole time he was in that tent, I was like really tense. I was like, he's going to get busted. He's so bad at being a little lying spy. Just very bad. He is really observant, but, though. Like, he does observe a lot of stuff. No, but, he does, and that's good. But, like, the sneaky part of being sneaky is not... He's not good at that. No, he's, he's not stealthy. You can't be, like, a spy or a ninja or anything like that. Uh, he finds out that Zena gets regular injections of the, the healing serum. <laughs> and uh, Zena hears Tilk and Jonas talking about going into the city proper, because I guess they're in, like, a, a Capitol building or something like that. Yeah, I think they were on the outskirts. Uh, they find a lab with a pool of gold symbiotes in it. And they were like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, what nightmare fuel is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonas and the guard fall into the pool and almost get implanted. The guard definitely got implanted. <laughs> oh, yeah. But not, not our Jonas boy. He's okay. I mean, whoo, close call, buddy. Uh, when Jack finds out about their little adventure, uh, he's big mad. <laughs> Very <Yes>. mad. <laughs> Where did you get these ghouls? Do you make tritonin from them? The, yes, yes, they do. <laughs> they totally do. They, they're like, we have a queen and we breed them in captivity. And they're like, you guys are so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have a queen? Yeah. The guard is in a coma. And... Uh, the, the blending is inhibited uh, because the gould are not matured enough. So, like, Teal's like, oh, maybe it's um, not mature enough to go in there because it didn't have a Jaffa to mature into an, to an mature adult. mature into, yeah. And, like, adolescent ones do, don't do, like, such a good job of taking over a host. Uh, they're like, we should ask the Tok'ra. They'd know. Um... Jonas goes back to Zena's. I don't think Jonas gets laid in this series at all, even though, like... No. He, sh he should, though. He should. He deserves it. He really puts in best efforts. <laughs> um, Jonas popped by Zena, and he, confess he confesses. He's like, I broke into your tent because I'm a terrible spy. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know, because you're a terrible spy. Yeah, I saw you, dude. She's like, I let you go in there. Like, you understand? <laughs> like, you're not... You, you were like, ooh, no one's coming. Uh, ooh, I'm doing a good job. Yeah, she's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I saw you, dude. I saw. I you. held the door I, open for you, even. <laughs> I couldn't have made it easier for you. <laughs> Little sign with an arrow that says, pertinent information, this way. <laughs> In neon lights. Uh, Jonas is like, oh, I'll make it up to you. And I'm like, no, you won't. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to have relations. Yeah. <laughs> um, Only Jack. Go on. Only Jack is. I swear. Oh, and Daniel. When Daniel gets old, boy. Yeah. Well, Daniel lost his wife. He has to, you know. Daniel. Be <laughs> left, right, and center. All right. So they help her translate. The Tokers say a queen can withhold the knowledge of a ghoul um, making an empty vessel. 
So normally when a ghoul has babies, it passes on the genetic knowledge of the ghoul to the babies. So when they are ready to implant, they already have like a, a head start. They already have the knowledge. Yep. Uh, or she could just choose not to do that. She could just be like, enjoy being blank because I don't like this batch or, you know, you're in captivity as this seems to be the case. But won't, but see, in that sense, if they're implanted with a blank slate, won't they pick up the experiences of the host? Mm, no. Nope. No, because it's, just, just, it is blank slate. They're just there? Wow. Like a, like a shooting blanks, as it were, in hmm. fertility speak like i like i said i figured they would just like gather all the experiences of the host and be more be more one with the host than uh, you know than have being two separate entities um maybe but maybe they don't even have the knowledge on how to do that because they got passed along nothing oh okay like they called it an empty vessel mm. um the queen is old and dying, and last week's Tok'ra is the consulting Tok'ra this week. And it's they're not opposed to this use morally, like from a moral standpoint, they're like, that's fine. Uh, Janet says the only way the Tritonin works is to keep using it, and the immune system stays suppressed. So it's what happens in the Jaffa when they have the, the implant that... Yeah, they they had suppressed their immune system, so they don't. The body doesn't reject it. I think. Yeah. Right, but if you stop using it, you get sick and die yeah. because you have no immune system. Uh, Sam recommends trying to come off the drug rather than get a new queen, and they'll do a little bit of help. And they they don't they're not really into yeah, it. Yeah, they don't want to do that. They're like, uh, yeah. We're going to go into the heart of ghoul territory and search for our own queen. Um, Zena knows that she's going to die as well. Like, she's aware of that situation. Her dad is the one that found the queen, the queen's jar. And they go on translating and figure out that the queen is the long-lost queen of the Tok'ra. Wow. Who was imprisoned by Ra. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't remember that part of it, so when that, that reveal hit all over again, I was like, oh, man! Ooh. Somebody was morally uh, unconcerned earlier. I bet he's going to be very <laughs> concerned now. Right? Um, SG-1 breaks the news to the Togra about the Queen. Um, the Togra are happy, but they're having a rough go at finding a cure for the immune um, suppressor. Tok'ra and the people who take the drug are fighting about it. Uh, meanwhile, the lady Tok'ra sacrifices herself to let the host take the queen. So she uh, jumps out of her own host yeah. after breaking out the queen to let the queen inside her host. Uh, but the queen is still dying. Um, and she gives the cure in the end. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. And she dies, which is horrible. Uh, that's the end though. Like I have some more follow up on that. Like they couldn't save like any aspect of her to try and like 
take one of the kids and like let that kid become a queen to replace her. I don't know. That's I don't know if they work like a beehive. You know. I, I don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know if like they work like a beehive because that's what bees do. If the queen's like sick and dying, they take a, a worker bee and turn her into a queen because they feed her like royal jelly or something. Right. I would think that the gold would be able to do that because they need to continue making continue more golds. And if the queen dies, they need a replacement. I don't and know if the ghouls produce royal jelly, though. <laughs> That's not <laughs> to that. I love a royal jellies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this was a little too open-ended for me. Like, I, I would have liked to see, like, a little bit more of something. Yeah. I, I like the I like the lore though that they went back to like Ra and like you realize Ra is like a horrible person and wait yeah. but how did he trap them in like a that's, so that's like a stasis field then in a way yeah I think a lot of all the canoptic jars are supposed to be like that they all contain like an ancient gold I guess like those Moon Knight statues have like the gods like are stuck in them the Moon Knight statues <laughs> you know who knows uh, that show was that that show was good it was good. It was weird. It was deeply weird, and I like it. That's how that's how Moon Knight's supposed to be, though. It's supposed to be weird. You're not supposed to really pinpoint what's going on. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like this isn't relatable, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, what would you rate this episode? I would give this a three because I like the lore part of it. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Uh, I like all the Jonas action in it. Uh, the Jonas I not spying properly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it clips along pretty well. Deep cut lore stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. Um, got anything you want to recommend, plug, add? Um, did you see Wednesday? No. No? no? You have no, no interest? Probably not. No, there's too many TV shows and things like pulling my direction in each way. And I'm like, you know what? No. I mean, I did get to finish Stranger Things, and yes, it was very good. Mm -hmm. I actually finished it up. No, it, it is it is good. It's worth it's worth the watch. Okay, I won't. Though. And Wednesday's good. Wednesday's good, but that's Luis Guzman. He was my concern. Luis Guzman is as as Gomez. He's good. I don't know why people gave it such. You know, they gave him such hate for it. But it's like if you watch the original. Gomez is not like this handsome, suave, debonair person. He's kind of he's short, stocky, and he's like you know, not that good looking. I think um, I was really rooting for him. I was like, you don't know what people are capable of in their acting careers just because you remember him in like more slapsticky stuff, or like he's not uh, Raúl and Julia, which he isn't. But yeah, he's he's he plays like a lot of side characters, like a goon or like you know, a com he's comic relief. Yeah, he I'll looks you, in the cartoon. He looks a little bit like Luis Guzman. Yeah, I'll tell you something though. Fred Armisen is is faster. Mm, he, nail, he nails it. He nails it. Oh, I'm happy for the cast. <laughs> I theoretically yeah. would watch it, but like, I know I'm not going to. I know there's like a million things that I'm like, oh, I'll watch it, but I won't. <laughs> no, it's good. she's her. obviously good as Wednesday. She's good as Wednesday. She's no Christina Ricci, but. Yeah. I'll recommend Glass Onion. That's my recommendation this week. I I have to see that. Yes, it's really good. It's so good. Because I oh. finally watched Knives Out and I loved it. 
I was like, yeah. wow. It's so good. And so is Glass Onion. It is just as good. I stand Ryan Johnson forever. Really? I'll die on the hill of Ryan Johnson. I don't know. I did I have problems with The Last Jedi. I'm sorry. I did. It's the best one of those stupid I did. sequels. Best yeah. one. Best one yeah. by far. Yeah, but that's not saying much because I I lo- I kind I enjoyed the first one, Force Awakens, for what it was. I knew it was a carbon copy of Star Wars, but I didn't care. I was just hungry for a Star Wars movie. Sure, it was a hit the first time. It'll be a hit the second time. <sighs> yeah, and you know, Last Jedi was okay, and I'm sorry, Rise of Skywalker was not good. Nope, because J.J. Abrams touched it again, and that's why it's bad. Yeah. The Last Jedi is the only one that did anything. Um, even approaching original or unique thought. I uh, mean, it, it had it, it did look. Trust me, it did it did have its moments. It was just generally pretty good. Um, the other two are just not just not as good. They're not as creative. They're not as original. I think, you know what the problem was? You know how with Star Wars, the first the first original se- uh, sequel they had a plan. The original trilogy they had a plan. Even the prequels had a plan. The they didn't have a plan that had original trilogy. There's no, no plan. No. No, because if he had a plan the whole time, he wouldn't have had Luke kiss his own sister. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, they clean... Well, whatever. <laughs> but, okay. Okay, you know the prequel... Well, the prequels had a plan, at least, because George Lucas knew what he was going to do. And this one had no plan. This one was like, okay, let's release a Star Wars movie. Okay, let's have a sequel. Okay, you know. And I guess it, what it, happened was... It had what a plan. Ha- Go on. It did? It did? Mm-hmm. What was much. the plan? The plan was to have J.J. Abrams do what they wanted three separate directors like the originals did. Mm-hmm. And when they saw the fan backlash to Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, it was supposed to go forward differently than it did. It came out the way it did because they freaked out because all these man babies were upset that, I don't know, that Rose Tico was in the movie. And they just I mean, lost their mind because there was an yeah. original thought there for a second. And they might thought for even a second that not everybody's related to the Palpatines, to the Skywalkers, to the Solos. And that it's just some unrelated girl from a gutter happened to be the next big thing. And they just couldn't deal with it. So they took the wrong lesson, which was oh my God, throw this script away, get J.J. Abrams in here, and maybe he can clean it up. And that is what you've gotten, is he was forced yeah, to do but- he wasn't supposed to be doing and try and squeeze in every reference and every little nook and cranny so all those man babies could be like, oh, oh it's, my, it's my feels. Look, but she it, is a portent. She is of but, lineage. No, but that's the problem. I'd be, I would have been fine. It's bad because of that. I would have been fine if Ray was just, you know, just some random person that, oh, she's just force sensitive. That's Me and fine. Have been fine, but we're not man babies. That's fine. I didn't like the fact that Palpatine just showed up out of nowhere and, like, you know, it was like, hey, and the, the worst line, somehow Palpatine returned. Like, really? really? That's what the fans wanted. I air quoted the word fans there. The fans wanted that? That's right. That's what happens when you listen to the fans. No, you can listen to the fans, but you listen to you no. have to listen to the sensible fans. Don't listen to any fans because 
no, there's no, it's never going to be a hundred across the board because people have different opinions about a lot of stuff. I don't like Boba Fett. Other people are like, not just the show, but the character in general, but people are like, I love Boba Fett and that's fine. But you know, you listen to all the people who are like, Boba Fett's the best thing that ever Boba Fett. And now you got a boring TV show. You get what you get. True. True. That's you true. reap what you sow, guys. So like, And there's like all kinds of bad lessons that get taken all the time. Like every time DC puts out a movie, they try to get a lesson from Marvel and they get the wrong one and they inject it about- into a movie that didn't need it. Are you talking about Black Adam? That's a great example. I mean, they just aren't getting any good lessons. They just pick up the wrong thing. I saw Black Adam. I didn't hate Black Adam, but it wasn't as good as advertised. No kidding. Because <laughs> the, the dialogue was terrible. You're like, what a pile of okay this is. Yeah, really? Look, I like Pierce Brosnan. I like Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. I liked everybody in it. Like Even The Rock. But Even though just... he had to not be on leverage because, you know. Because he was doing this. Because he was making Black Adam. I'm sure he's very yeah. excited for that. <laughs> no, he... He was good as Hawkman, but the movie just was not... I don't know. There was something missing with that movie. Mm, I don't disagree. Um, trying to... And now DC has just scrapped everything and like, hey, James Gunn, do your own thing. And people are hitting that. The lesson they got from Marvel was to hire James yeah. Gunn. And that's not necessarily and, the good lesson. Well, I don't know. We'll see. But people are like up in arms now because Henry Cavill isn't Superman anymore. And they're like, oh... He's not Superman. James Gunn is destroying everything. I'm like, he should. Don't I watched all those. D- <laughs> I watched all those DC movies. You know what? They're not. They're not that good. <clears throat> no, they're not good at all. Actually, the best one that came out of it was Aquaman, and that was just that was a slightly above okay. Yeah, Seriously. that's because it's slim pickings. Yeah, slightly above okay. I'm sorry, Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, you can replace. That's Captain America, basically. And that was fine. I liked the first Wonder Woman, but the second one, yikes, man! Second, that was a pile of trash. I'm sorry. That was a toughie. That was tough yeah. to, but like that's wrong lessons taken. You know mm. what I mean? Like, uh, anyway, I could get, go on for ages, but I have, uh, I can't. Don't get me started on like you know Zack Snyder's Justice League. He's a fucking, he's a banana. Uh, <laughs> I saw the promo for next week's Stargate. Back into Stargate. News reporter is after Sam in Project Prometheus. Ah, so somebody's going to meet with an accident. <laughs> right? So we got Simmons and we got Adrian Conrad. They're back, baby. I didn't realize uh, they did so long in this series. They are like a bad Simmons and Simmons and Conrad? Yeah, Adrian Conrad again. I was like, he's still... In this program? I thought he was like oh, a yeah. one and done, and then he was in two, and I was like, all right, maybe he's in two of them for follow-up, and now he's in it again, and I'm like, wow, this guy just keeps coming back. And this is the one where they they finally, like, they're built, they're like building the Prometheus. Oh. Project Prometheus, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Ooh, hello. I think the government's building a spaceship in real life, but that's just me. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, they'd be foolish not to. I mean, you know, $50,000 for a hammer, as the old saying goes. Yeah. Because, no, they have an actual Space Force now. I, I saw online they have an actual Space Force. So they're going to they're colonize space. Not in our lifetime, probably, but, you know. Not in any lifetime. They're so stupid. 
That's <laughs> what I've done so in my life. Don't even get me what? started. What? They're going to colonize Mars. Force, for God's sake. What? Look, don't, don't, I don't credit the army with clever names, okay? That was in, you know perfectly well who thought that name up. <laughs> Speaking of man babies. What would you have called that, that wing of the army then? NASA. But there, there already is a NASA. I know. <laughs> How about you just give them some funding? No, they give NASA funding. Not as much Barely. as NASA needs. Yeah. They but trust barely me. Get to NASA. And, they, NASA. and they should, because thanks to NASA, we have Velcro and other interesting things. Like uh, MRI machines? Yeah. Just give them the money. It doesn't have to be Space Force special. NASA can also work on building a ship to Mars. Like, they can do it. No, NASA is building a ship to Mars. I know. I'm saying you don't need a separate entity to absorb more money out of the budget when you can just give it to NASA. Yeah, but then there's politics involved because you have to deal with the na- the army and the, the military-industrial complex that, you know, is their own thing. I f- bloody hate them so much. Anyway, hey, that's look. a different kind of show. It's a different show, yeah. and I'm not in that kind of mood today. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on zpmstargate.podbean.com. You can leave us five-star reviews in all your podcast apps. We're even on Rhapsody. You made me put us on Rhapsody, so we're there. Oh. Uh, you can email us or tweet us or whatever at zpmstargate. And... Um, I guess, I guess that's it, isn't it? Yes. Everyone, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.